I gotta warn you, my creative juices are not flowing. <laughs> That's okay, mine aren't either. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't hear, that was Daniel's wife saying, this should be fun. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of ATA with Danny and Ray. We actually have Danny and Ray here, guys. In person. Yes. We are physically in the same room. How Which crazy is that? has not happened since eons ago. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good while. Yeah, never. And I guess our listeners could definitely tell that this was that we were in person because it just the, the vibe is so much different in an in person episode. Do you think so? Well, they're gonna they're gonna get all of the the visual now. <laughs> yeah. you know of us. You know all the body language, the it's eyebrow still, movements. It's, it's still an audio <laughs> format. Like that's not going to change. They're not going to magically see your eyebrows. I actually went and watched a podcast with um, Michael. Oh, I can't think of the names. Billy Boyd. Oh and, yeah, um, the um, Friendship Onion. The Friendship Onion. Yeah, from the people from Lord of the Rings. Marion Pippin. Unfortunately, I only know them by their <laughs> their 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 character names. And I watched it in video. Oh. And it messed up. The podcast for me in audio to the point where I could not wa- listen to it. I could only watch it then because oh. I got used to watching it. So so basically we can never do a video podcast. We can never do a video podcast because then no one will ever listen to the audio podcast. So It seems yeah. legit. Yeah. Oh, what was I? Oh, um, so just a disclaimer for everyone. We are recording in a kitchen with like no sound barriers. So if there's a lot of reverb, we're sorry. It's because we're in a concert hall, i.e. a single wide trailer kitchen. Okay, Daniel, what are what are we drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, it's not as cool as the last episode because I think the last episode we both had cool stuff to drink. No, you had the cool stuff. I, I had just to- have a glass of grapefruit juice. I was like, I need something in a glass to drink that's different than water. So, <laughs> way to set me up. <laughs> then I so I went for a glass of grapefruit juice, tangy, tart. And that's about it. And slightly bitter. Yeah, that's maybe what it is. Mostly, it's just bitter. Um, I'm drinking water. I am. I am lapsing. I out went out of a glass, though. Out of a glass. You, so did, it looks... you didn't go with a, you know, plastic cup. So or a sippy cup. So <laughs> which is an option here. We have them lying around. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess we already talked about why this is special. This is an in-person episode. We're actually physically in the same room. And it's also special just because we are reviewing one of my shockingly favorite anime. Uh, Daniel, what are we reviewing? We're reviewing the 12-episode series Erased. Which, I mean, like, for those... I I didn't know this, but apparently it's actually fairly popular. Well, it makes sense. Because it's really good. It's excellent, yeah. I mean, we're already giving away some of our thoughts on it right away, but (laughs) I was genuinely surprised at how much I enjoyed it in comparison to, like, a lot of other 12 and 24 episode shows that get put Mm -hmm. out because they run along the same kind of stereotypical plot cycles, a lot of those Mm -hmm. shorter 12 to 24 episode shows, at least, like, in mainstream stuff that got made. Mm -hmm. It's all the same kind of plot, essentially. The essential pieces are the same plot. Yeah. So this is just vastly different, and I really enjoyed that. Let's just jump to the question that we're all wondering, without getting into any details or spoilers. If someone came up to you and asked, hey, what do you think of the show Erased? Would you recommend it? Would you recommend it? Yep. Just just yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. There you go. I think it's really good. Uh, There's things I don't like about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things I have problems with in the show, Mm -hmm. but like- the show itself, I like that it's short because no one – I hate bringing this up in every episode, but Bleach is 368 episodes and half of them are fillers. <laughs> and so it's nice when you get a 12-episode show, takes very little commitment to watch, and you can just enjoy a good story. One that I could watch again and again and again easily. Easily could watch it a couple times through. Just because it's that, I think it's it's good enough to watch a couple times. It's one of those ones that you want to go back and see all the details again. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? I would recommend it. Like, let me just put this out there. I love this show. It's gripping, well done. It's awesome. 
It's just, it hits on a lot of hard themes, a hard topics. So I think if someone asked me like, would you recommend this? I would have to be like, hey, it's great, but it's TV 14 for a reason. There's profanity, there's murder, there's physical abuse. Right. Um, there's a lot going on. So the difficult and dark topics that are tackled and done well are still difficult and dark. So it's TV 14 for a reason, but it's done tastefully, I would say. Right. So I would be like, hey, this is not for you kids. <laughs> There's a reason the rating is there. But if you can handle it with maturity and realize what you're getting into, like, it is worth the watch. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I definitely would recommend it for sure. It is good. So obviously, like, there are more detailed family friendliness things out there. Like, look it up. You you always recommend, like, what, IMDb's family thing? Yeah, IMBD puts out, like, explicit details of what's actually in it. Oh, okay. in In writing. In mm. writing. So you can, like, know exactly what. If there's, like, an inappropriate scene, it'll tell you what actually takes, like, that that might be good too because some of the content might actually be triggering to people who have suffered from stuff like that too. Right. Yeah, so like fair warning, there's IMBD does a great job of like describing to you what's actually in it so you know yeah. what you're going to see when you're watching it. So if you're not sure, it's definitely thriller and it's rough at times, so definitely know if that's something you're not sure you can handle, look into that and check check it and find a friend to watch it with so that you can, you know, be like, "Nah, together." <laughs> Let me give the basic plot with no spoilers, but here it is. So no spoilers, and then we'll jump into spoiler world here. 29-year-old Satoru is sent back in time 18 years to prevent the events leading to his mother's death, which began with a series of kidnappings while he was in eighth grade. Fifth. Hmm? Fifth grade. Oh my gosh. I can't read words. (laughs) Fifth grade. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there you go. That's basic thing. Satoru, he's got a special gift. He gets thrown back in time to change history to save his mom. Yeah, the interesting thing about the you mentioned the special gift is for some reason, and I like how the fact that the story doesn't mention this, like doesn't describe why this happens, but he has these things called revivals where he gets sent back typically like Less than a minute before a tragedy takes place. Yeah. Should we just say, like, it's spoiler time? Yeah, We're I guess just jumping spoiler in. Time. Okay. If there you don't want spoilers, spoilers, you already know we recommend it. You already know the basic idea. If that's all you're here for, get out of here. It's totally worth watching. It's only 12 episodes. Just go watch it, spend four <laughs> and a half hours on it, and come back. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty. What actually happens in this show? Right. Totoro grows up having this ability where he essentially is can is randomly and he's aware it's happening sent back 10 10 to like 30 seconds before a tragedy happens mm-hmm. and so it'll happen and a lot of times he won't even see what the tragedy was but he'll get sent back and then he's trying to figure out what he missed and so it's almost mm-hmm. like an observation game of like he gets sent back and he's like, okay what did i just miss and he looks around and tries to figure out what just took place mm-hmm. and often it ends up saving people's lives he gets it gets referenced that like one time when he was a kid he was right about a fire that he thought was happening and mm. because he got sent back. I forgot back. about the right. Yeah, that's just kind of more mentioned than actually yeah, shown, right? Right. Like they show it happening in the beginning. What was it like with a car accident yes, in the beginning? Yeah. Um he saved somebody. And then obviously the most gripping one that kind of starts the story is he has a flashback in episode one and he realizes he doesn't know what it is, but his mom picks up on something off and not even she doesn't know that he's having these no, th- he's the only person that knows about revival. Yeah. And so she picks up on something not being right and she looks around and realizes that there might have been a kidnapping happening. Mm-hmm. Which then jogs a memory in her mind of old kidnappings and murders that were happening when Satoru was in fifth grade. And so she does some research because she was yeah. a reporter. Long story short, gets connected back to that, figures out who the real killer was, realizes they were all framed. And when she, the second she figures it out... The real killer finds out she knows and comes in, yeah, kills her, and frames Satoru well. Which essentially, eventually, kicks Satoru back into revival mode. But this time, the revival is not a few seconds or a few minutes. It's 18 years. Right. And it just, 
it's crazy because it just that essentially kicks off the entire show. That just yeah. happens in the first episode. It's a lot in the first episode. Yeah, it's like, ooh. do you mind if I give some fast facts about this? Sure. So it's crazy because obviously this was well made, and there's huge proof that it was well made because it all goes back to the manga. So let's let's break this down. You ready for this? There is this whole thing. This whole series is based on a manga. Let me just start out by saying that this anime has a rate, two different ratings that I found on the internet so far. One was 4.3 out of 5 stars and 8.3 out of 10. It's based on a manga written by, and I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not going to say this right, Kei Sanbei. And it was released in July of 2012 and ended in April of 2016. There's even like a spin-off series, a manga one called Erased Re. Like I would love to look into that and see what that yeah, is like. No yeah, I I'm so interested to see what that is. Here's what's crazy. You know a manga is good. And I know this because I watched the the anime um Bakuman. I only know this because of Bakuman. That's what I'm about to do someday. Okay. But you know it's good if it was one made into a live action film. Two, made into a live-action series. Three, made into a novel. And four, made into an anime. Yeah. If the source material is that good, like, that's crazy. Apparently, the show on Netflix is actually more true to the source material than the anime. Is what I is what I read. And it's live action. It's live action. I want to go back and watch that now. I know. I don't think I could handle a live action of all that. Do you I guess know? that's true. I don't. I mean, that's just me. I don't. Right. Maybe you could. Right. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I noticed that like with Anna, I can tolerate things like rough scenes more if it's animated. But if it's like real life people, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. But maybe I'm just weird like that. And so the anime was produced by A1 Pictures. I didn't take the time to see what other shows A1 has done. They, they put out everything. Really? Yeah, they've put out a bunch of popular anime, like a ton. Oh, here we go. Daniel's breaking out the Google. Well, no, because <laughs> I see it all the time. Because I'm the weird person that watches the intro music and looks at all the... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see just what films they've done. A1 anime has put out... Oh, my gosh. Yes, they've done some big shows. Films produced. A ton of big stuff. Sword Art Online, the movie, Fairy Tale, one of their movies... Okay, yeah, they've done big stuff. A lot of stuff. But um, it was directed by Tomohiko Ito and written by Taku Kishimoto. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry, guys. I don't speak Japanese, but I lo- it's a beautiful language. So that's just a quick look at this manga that became an anime that it was like, wow, crazy, crazy popular very well. I feel like most of the reviews and stuff I've seen is people just talking about how much they loved it and how much it ripped their hearts out. So, <laughs> yep. It is it is super good. Question. Do we give them a detailed summary? Or do we just go right into pros and cons and be like, "Hey, it's up to you to watch the show." We could do a short, short, short summary. Okay. Like a super short. Do I just take a stab at it? Do you want to stab at I it? I can stab at it, I guess. <laughs> 12 episodes. As we mentioned, episode one, he has these revivals before tragedy. Long story short, to simplify the story, but we won't even go in the order of the story. When Satoru was in fifth grade, there were kids that were kidnapped and later found out were killed. So they weren't just kidnapped, they were actually murdered. They were all pegged to different... Um, perpetrators who later 19 18 years later his mom who was a reporter during that time was trying to figure out those crimes realizes they were all one crime one person and it was a serial killer and she figures out who it is when she figures that out uh, the killer also figures out that she knows and he kills her and frames her son mm-hmm. who's the main character who literally right now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Satoru. Satoru, wow. <laughs> I got <laughs> I just you. just watched this. Um, <laughs> I got you. It's and hard. so when that happens, he he gets sent back to fix this tragedy by this random revival power that he calls it. He gets sent back 18 years, which has never happened. It was always like 30 seconds before or yeah. a minute before it it's happened. crazy. Yeah. 
So you get sent back 18 years, which is already kind of cool because, like, you don't realize it at first. They do a good job of playing it out of, mm-hmm. like, he, like, wakes up in the street and he's like, where am I? And he's trying to figure it out. And he realizes he's in front of his elementary school. And he's like, what in the world? 18 years. And so then to summarize the rest of the plot. I was going to say, there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot more. But to summarize it, his goal in the end is to find out who this killer is. But it begins with him figuring out how to save these three girls that were kidnapped and murdered in his elementary school in the fifth grade. And there's a bunch of other stuff that happens. He ends up failing once and gets the chance to be revived again to go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Um, And then to summarize it... um, there's like a lot more detail on the first girl he saves in comparison to the other two. Yes. Most of the show is concerned with him saving the first girl. Um, Who is, in fact, Kayo. Yeah, Kayo. Um, and uh, and then it essentially ends, and we won't, we'll get into more details later. It does essentially end with them getting the bad guy, but it's done in a very just not generic way no it's not it is so very different <laughs> than what you expect yeah it's crazy um should we should we just dive on in what yeah, we, we liked and in. what we don't like yeah yep um you go first okay oh goodness i have I oof i don't even know where to start don't know where to start where do you what do you like um for one thing the whole show is just gripping mm-hmm. like i i'm not a murder thriller suspense person but even I was drawn into the story despite the fact that I was cringing the whole time because I was like, oh, my goodness, his mom just got murdered. Right. Oh, my goodness. Um, so they do a really good job of drawing you into the story right away. I also – okay, something I love about this show, and it's one of the reasons I got my husband to watch it with me partially so far. It does not feel like an anime. Right. It feels like a regular murder mystery show – animated is what it feels like and i like this style of anime i do not know how in the world to describe it but i really do enjoy it um it's not like it's almost real is it almost realistic it's like classic 2010 clean animation style Mm. like it's not it doesn't lean towards the really really cartoonish like one piece style yes um it's not early 2000s. Like, if you compare, this is my only thing to compare, but if you compare, like, season one Bleach to, like, season 15 Bleach, you see a difference in animation. It always comes back to it Bleach. It always comes back to Bleach. <laughs> season 16 or 15, don't correct me on that. Whatever the last season of Bleach is, it's it's cleaner anime like that season was. A lot cleaner animation. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say in that style, it's a very, I don't know also to call it aside from, like, it's pretty it's not it's not like um the animation they put out for like your name or for like no. five centimeters a second where it's it, like almost distracting because it, it's so like so vibrant. gorgeous yeah. yeah so vibrant it's almost distracting it almost has a gritty feel yeah what about you what's something you really enjoyed about it uh i like the fact that even though it was a murder mystery it didn't feel like a murder mystery. It didn't feel like your classic cop show, let's sit down in an office and talk about the evidence oh, and go yeah. hunt down suspects. It was very personally connected to goals of saving him trying to get friendships with these kids in his class to like save their lives. And they have no idea really what the issue is because he's the only one who knows the future and what's going to yeah. happen. So I like that it was a murder mystery, but it wasn't the classic, like, let's go down to the lab and run a test and try to figure out the evidence like it was more story driven almost and character driven there was still like you trying to puzzle put the puzzle pieces together but um yeah the story pulls you in i'm a fan of i'm a fan of shows in general that are willing to hit on dark themes in a way that does not treat them as entertainment that's a great way of putting it yeah so they like rightly make you cringe not because you're like, oh, I enjoy being cringed, but it's like, this is awful and you don't want it to happen. And mm. so they do a good job of like yeah. showing what needed to be showed, but not overshowing yes. certain more like scenes. There's like a scene where a mom is um, multiple times like abusive to her child. It's one of the children that gets saved, which is great. Yeah. Um, and there's abusive scenes, but it's always done in a way that is not like, oh, we just want you to watch this. It's always done like in a very yeah. like, either it's like blacked out so you can't quite see or things like that. So it's like 
helpful because you can tell they aren't just wanting you to watch this. Like it's sad and it's yes. it's not good. And yeah. uh, they do a good job of putting it always in a very, 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 very bad light, which I think is, yes. is good. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's never like glorifying it. Right. Which right. I, I think that's important. Yeah. Because it they make it very clear like this is wrong. Yeah. Like this should not be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that I, I like that I appreciated was it was both like a not a con, but it's hard to sit through. Right. Be- especially like the abuse and the murder. It's like, oh <laughs> Yeah. But it's like, like you said, it's not for, it is, I mean, the whole thing, let's be honest, Erased is for the sake of entertainment, but they're not going and being like, abuse is entertaining. Right. It's like, this is horrific. How, and that's something I love about Satoru is the fact that he knows that. And that is, they kind of, did you notice this about Satoru? They kind of paint him as a loser because he's a guy that's 29, can't get a career, he's delivering pizza because he wants to be a manga artist but he can't get it together he can't find a story that he loves and is passionate about and vulnerable about and so the only thing he's got going for him that's interesting in his life is that every once in a blue moon he goes back in time and has an opportunity to save someone and it's crazy because like he you know he's this quote-unquote loser and yet every single time he's given the opportunity to fix history and save people's lives he takes it yeah. Even though, and he admits this, it's often at the expense of his own safety and well-being. Yeah. It's like, he might be a loser, but he is a good-hearted loser. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is cool. Yeah. I love that about him. Yeah. That's something else I love. <laughs> yeah. That is really good. You don't have to read my notes. It's I was peeking over at your notes because <laughs> I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was trying to think of other things that I really liked about the show. We'll probably bring up more as we go. What are some things that you maybe didn't like about the show? Random things. Um, I guess we can jump ahead. Sure. To the, the biggest spoiler of all, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Who the murderer is. Right. What was his name? The murderer was his elementary school teacher. So Yashiro, his elementary school teacher, is the murderer the whole time. And do you know, my question is, did you suspect it? When you first meet him, I was like, he's it. And then halfway through the show, I was like, maybe he's not. And then, like, because I, I think you meet him by, like, episode two or three. In the very first oh, yeah. time, episode two. his eyes glint red for a second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's him. And, like, I was almost certain the entire time it was him. But it didn't ruin the show for me because I still had these, like, creeping doubts that it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until you get to like episode ten or eleven, and then you're like, okay, then you definitely know it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, the o- the only other thing that gave it away a little bit too that maybe more sure every episode was that he was the only like middle aged adult male <laughs> that kept showing up in the most random places. Yes. And I was like, that, and it felt like this is maybe a partial con to the show. I felt like it was almost unnatural because they were just trying to make sure he was still present. Yes. In the show. That was something that um, I was watching a review or two of Erase to kind of get other people's thoughts and feelings on this. And that was something that they brought up was the fact that they don't give us a lot of options to work with for murderers. Yeah. Like, ultimately, when you're really honest with yourself at the end of the show, no one else is an option. Yeah. Like, he's it. (laughs) Yeah. The only other one that I had was... um, his mom's reporter friend. Oh, really? Did you suspect him? Well, there was one episode. I don't have him in my character sheet. I can't think of his name. Um. Oh, there you go. Makado. Sorry. I thought it was him only because he was so interested in figuring out who the killer was. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's a normal thing that serial killers do is they revert back to solving their own case. Oh, really? For being a part of it. Um, Um, I guess it would make him look super innocent. Yeah. So I like assumed for a second because he kind of like expected um sakura to call him saturo sorry to call him Mm, and mm -hmm. i was like okay this is interesting and i thought maybe he was trying to cover his tracks but then i went back to the elementary school teacher Mm. i was like it's gotta be it's gotta be him i think i really i struggle with 
don't get me wrong. I loved it. I thought it was great. But the couple things that bothered me about that was one, you don't have a lot of people to work with for a suspect list. So that's kind of like, I, I kind of wanted to think a little more here. Yeah. But on that note, they do make, a, they do a great job of making him seem super good hearted. Who? The teacher. Oh, yeah. The whole time. Which is why it gave it away for me. <laughs> Daniel's like, he's too nice. <laughs> he was. He was too nice. And I was like, yeah, it was interesting. Although, like I said, though, the show did a good job of me being like, it's him. And then I'd have moments of doubt the whole way through. Just mm-hmm. moments where I was like, maybe it's not him. And maybe the killer is just unknown this whole time. But- Something that the first time I watched this I don't know if this is why it felt this way, but the ending where it's the big reveal that, oh, no, he's the killer. It felt rushed to me. And I think it might. I'm not, This might be one of the reasons is because he was so good and so kind until the reveal. And then you're like, wait, wait, what? And it's like he's a different person. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's realistic. I don't know, but it just seemed like, wow, he was helping trying to uncover Kayo's abuse. He was reporting it, but he's the one that kills her. It's like, I don't understand the logic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it'd be an easy cover up, you know? Right. Like abusive parents and make it look like they did it. Right. Anyway, that was one thing for me, at least just as a viewer, emotionally, I was kind of like... A little bit shocked. It felt kind of like um, whiplash. Like, wait, what? He's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he's very creepy as a bad guy. And I actually thought the resolution of episode 12 was really fast. Yes. That was something. It, like, yeah. I, you could have added a whole extra episode and I would have watched it just on closure. Yes. Even that's the name of, the, of an episode in the show. Um, but I'm just, like, how that... How everything closes. And they did it in the credits, but, like, I think they could have taken longer or even made the last episode a long episode or something. Because yeah. some shows will do that. They'll, like, the last one's a 40-minute or something mm. like that. Apparently, um, the manga is slightly different. Apparently, yeah. the anime twisted it just a little bit yeah. somehow. I, I don't I haven't read the manga, but yeah, now I really yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to think of things that I might not like about it as much. Uh, I had something in watching through it that I realized I didn't like as much. There are moments, there are certain pieces connected to this that maybe it's because we just don't have like the background or culture that I don't always understand the connections they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the Gaku, the, the elementary school teacher who is the serial killer, has this connection to... Are you talking about the, the story? The story of the yes. spider. Uh, and to make it short, maybe we just don't know stories in Japan very well, but the serial killer has this reason in his mind why he does what he does based on his connection to this old story about a spider. To be honest with you, it didn't fully make sense to me. I knew it probably made sense to people who knew of that story already. Maybe it would. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, yeah, I was a little lost there. It's like. Times like that. So like, I'm just giving Rachel version of this. Essentially, uh, <laughs> what? Okay, it's even hard to describe what the fable was. Long story short, stuff happens with a magical spider web that's supposed to help a guy get up into heaven, but it breaks. And so the guy can't climb up into heaven because other sinners are trying to climb up the web to heaven too. And it ends up breaking in the process of him fighting them off. So nobody gets up into heaven. Um, Interesting. But, uh, so, like, the murderer, is it Gaku? Yeah. Gaku, he, for some reason, and this is where the logic breaks down for me, is that he supposedly sees, I mean, he's crazy, so he must be crazy, right? Like, yeah. He, he must be insane. He supposedly sees the spider's thread to heaven on people's heads, and that is how he decides who to murder. I just don't understand the connection. I'm like, yeah. does he want to stop them from getting to heaven? <laughs> Is he one of the sinners climbing <laughs> up? 
<laughs> is he just doesn't want people going to heaven, so he's like, I'm going to cut you down and right, send you to the, the not-so-nice place. <laughs> I think they could have honestly left it without that story, and it would have been fine and just as gripping. Like, you wouldn't have even need that random connection. Yeah. Now, visually, it was kind of cool. Right. Because towards the end, you start seeing people with spider webs coming out of their head. That was neat. I thought it was Satoru, Satoru in the end... You see this just as he's about to foil um, the teacher. He has that sticking out of his head. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But it still felt so random. Yep. For sure. Yeah. That that was one of mine, too. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) And maybe it's just our Western mind. So we're just like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. We don't make that connection as easily. (laughs) Uh, What were things that – what was your next thing on your your notes here? (laughs) Okay. Um. It has to, Daniel. I'm a, I'm a girl. I like shipping people, so oh, I'm no. gonna start my next bullet point with this. Oh no! Who did you ship Satoru with? Of all the girls, who did you think he should have ended up with? <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, by the this is gonna sound really boring. By the end of the story, I actually would have liked it and it ended the way I wanted it to where he didn't end up with anybody. Didn't he? I don't know. Well, I guess he kind of did in the end. <laughs> okay, so for, I mean, you've, if you're listening, you better have seen this. But in the end, um, Kayo, who he was trying to save for most of the show, ends up, gosh, so long story short, he ends up in a coma because of him um and yeah, he ends up in a coma for like 18 years. Kayo, when he wakes up, has is married, has a child, mm-hmm. and that never would have been possible if he hadn't done what he did. Um, and so the only person left for him to end up with <laughs> is um is Irie, right? That's how yeah. yeah, who was before he erased his timeline, yeah, was his co-worker at the pizza place. Yeah. Um. Yep. I'm like, do you do you think they make a good match? I uh, I think so. It was like, like I said, it was just I I liked how it ended though, without that being the. Oh yeah, it wasn't like obvious. Yeah, it wasn't the main focus of the show, which was great because yeah. a lot of the short kind of this is kind of a slice of life. A little bit has slice of life moments to it. I would agree. Um always have their focal point on that end of a story a lot of times and so it's fun having like a story that's driven differently mm. a little bit but still has those elements in it because you yeah. kind of get that vibe in the end that it's going to be irie like by the end you're like yeah yeah it's pretty obvious yeah um I, uh, the best part about that whole scene with irie though is the fact that because he erases timeline she no longer recognizes him in the yeah. new timeline entirely but they end up running into each other at the same bridge where she inspired <gasps> him to not give up and to keep doing good, and I was Love like, it. Oh, "That was so good." And if you notice at the end of the at the end, did you notice that at the end of the show, he put his fingers in that square, the same square that yes. she did, and he's looking around, and he looks down, and then sees her, and I was like, "Oh, because <laughs> uh, that's what she did when she was talking to him. I think it was like in episode six or something. Oh my goodness! Whenever he goes back, she's." I don't remember her exact words, but she's the one that like helps him carry on and keep yeah keep going. I love Irie for that. Irie might be my favorite character. Just I mean, Satoru is awesome. Right, he's good. He's great. But maybe as a she might be my favorite side character. Yeah. Just because like her personal theme is like you always believe in someone. Right. Um like there's this backstory of hers where, like, her dad was accused of robbing a store. Yeah. And nobody believed him. Like, not even his wife believed him. And so she was like, you didn't do it, Dad. I know you didn't. And she was the one person that believed in her dad the entire time. And um, it eventually led to her parents' divorce and everything. And that was one of her mom's biggest regrets was not believing in her husband. And so um, I love it that Irie because of this past has decided that no matter what she is going to believe in Satoru. So when he's accused of murdering his mother, she's the one that helps him, gives him food, gives him shelter. Um, 
he would not have made it as far as he did without her help. Right. And, like, I think a lot of people could look at this series and be like, she's such a waste of a character. Like, she does not move the plot along. But I would say she might not move the plot along, but she moves the main character along. Right. Because if it wasn't for her encouragement and her friendship, he would not have gotten as far as he did. Yeah. Like, I think she's super essential to his personal timeline. Yeah. If not the quote-unquote main time plot favorite scene one of my favorites is the first time Saturo sees his mom after going back 18 years oh my gosh and he just cries oh my gosh yeah that was really that was hard to watch that like was, yeah yep um, uh also another really good scene um was because i had to bring this up was whenever he finally saves kayo finally oh. Because that's what most of the show is focused on. It almost, yeah. And I think it's intentional that way because that was like the first step of him figuring it all out. Yeah. And so he finally sees Kayo and CPS shows up and takes her away in a good way. Like yeah. she wanted um, to get out of that situation. And I think it's like one of the saddest moments is when he's running after the car, but you can tell he's not trying to stop her. He just like doesn't want to not see her. Yeah. You know, so he's running just so he can see her a little longer while she's driving away and looking out the back mm-hmm. window. And it's so sad. But it's a good sad because they got what they wanted there. Yeah. They save her from that abusive situation. She's safe from abuse and she's safe from the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was good. I'm trying to think if there are any other, like, favorite moments or scenes. I The mom, when you're first introduced to Satoru's mom, she comes across as pretty rough. Right. In a previous episode, you mentioned that her animation was the weirdest animation you've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> her lips, though. Her lips. I don't understand why. She's like the only one <laughs> she... who has those, like, giant... It just looks like it was pulled from a different style of animation completely. Only her lips. Only her lips. And nothing like, else. What? what? <laughs> I think everybody who watches it thinks that. Like, why? I would hope they think that, because yeah. it really is. Like, what? <laughs> it's just, what? I spend most of my time in any scene, she, scene that she's in just looking at her lips, trying to figure out, <laughs> did they pull this from a different cartoon? Where do these come from? Are they supposed to be here? Was this an accident? What is that? Is that a thing, though? Like, people can make their lips super big and puffy. I guess. Like, she's obsessed with it. She just has to make her lips it's huge. It's just weird. I don't know. I it bothers me every time. And then the the worst part is when you get used to it. And then you realize you're used to it. And you're like, should I be used to this? I don't know. I just... you When you first meet her, her lips are huge. Her attitude's weird. And you're like, who is, what is wrong with this mom? No, she makes no sense. But the crazy... They never really explain why she's such a weirdo in the beginning. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, when you go back in time and see her... When he's in elementary and the huge support that she is. And you realize how smart she is. And right. she picks up on stuff. Like, she's also, she's up there on my character list, yeah, too. Because she like is, she's fantastic. Yeah. Did you, okay, my brain just jumped. But did you, did you start cringing when um, Satoru, like, fifth grade Satoru and his mom got picked up by the teacher and were riding along with him? And he opened it up and there are all those suckers in there. Yes. That's when I was like, either they're trying to totally convince me he's a killer or they're trying to throw me off who the real killer is. Mm-hmm. What did you think it was? What did you, you have a gut feeling either way? Actually, in that moment, I got more confused. Oh, really? Because I was like, I was almost certain it was him. And then I felt like, I felt like it was too obvious. Mm, yeah. So I was like, I feel like they're trying to make me think this is the killer. And I got inside my own head and was like, maybe he's not then. Maybe they're trying to make it really obvious and trying to pin him. Like, sometimes these shows try to obviously lead you towards someone to give you a big plot twist in the end. And so I was kind of like expecting that and like, this is too obvious. (laughs) I did cringe, though. It didn't matter. Either way, I cringed because I was like... Yeah. Yeah. And then, though, I knew, I knew, obviously... By, like, episode, I think it's 10, when they're at the hockey game. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. The second he stepped out with the lollipop in his hand. Yes. And I was like, okay, he's the killer. It's like, he, it's him. I don't even think about it. Like, there's no doubt they're not going to throw me off his trail this time. Like, I, he's the killer. <laughs> no more writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And then you find out it was all a trap that he came up with. Like, that guy, 
as crazy as he is, you have to admit, he was freakishly intelligent about the whole thing. Or at least yeah. cunning. Yeah. Like, he yeah. he watched his steps carefully and backtracked and made sure that he had everything covered. Yep. Yeah. It was terrifying. Uh, honestly, f- another really important thing that I think is really good about the show is the nature of how he saves people's cool. Because this show, what makes this show so cool is that... It's not adult Satoru trying to save people. It's him in fifth grade mostly. Yeah. Trying to save against adults. That's true. Which adds an interesting dynamic to the whole story. It limits his abilities. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and it yeah, it really changes the way you look at it. Mm-hmm. And obviously by the end he is an adult whenever it all resolves. But like the initial story of him figuring it all out and trying to save everybody, he did it all as a kid. Yeah. Which was really cool. <laughs> Didn't you? I have to laugh at like there were two main jokes that kept coming up in the in the series. One was because there were these cute moments where he'd touch hands with a girl, or he so a girl would give him a compliment, and he'd be like, "Calm down, you're a 29 year old man." Right, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I just had to laugh every time. Yeah, because like obviously he must not have gotten a lot of attention from girls if that's how he reacts to any girl being right. like you're so nice or whatever right. happens. Yeah. And the yeah. other joke was, it, it sounds weird saying it, but he had this inner dialogue with himself where he joked that his mom was a witch right? because she could read his thoughts. Not literally, but like, it makes you wonder if it was literally. Right. Because right. she just knew her kid. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. I just, that I cracked, cracked up. up. That was funny. <laughs> was there anything else? I had comments from YouTube that I wanted to share with you. Oh, no. Sure. <laughs> okay. You ready for this? So these are comments that I found on YouTube on like trailers, episode moments, etc. Hyperbolic says, when your attempted killer is a father figure, took part in caring for you when you were in a coma for the past 15 years and waited, was your elementary sensei. And wasn't even mad or upset that you officially defeated him, but seemed to be proud. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. But it gets better. Spike then said, when your killer is the best girl. <laughs> what? There were so many people commenting that in the end, the killer was more faithful to him than Kayo. Because, you know, Kyle goes off and gets married and has a kid with his, like, best friend. And in the end, the killer (laughs) waits for him because he can't help himself. (laughs) And he's there for him. So the killer's the best girl in the end. (laughs) And I was dying. I was like, it's true. It's true. The killer was more faithful to Satoru than Kaya was. That's actually, that's the, I know I'm interrupting. That was the one part I could not figure out in episode 12 was why... He needed him. Why he wanted him alive still and felt like he could not kill oh. him. Oh, you mean like just ultimately don't know why he couldn't kill him in the end? Yeah. I think it was. I mean, okay, so there's the whole hamster story, right? Right. He loves it that ultimately the one hamster that survived survived because he. It's horrific, but is standing on the bodies of its dead siblings. Ugh. Um. So it makes me wonder if he has a similar, I mean, I think they were implying this, that he has similar feelings for Satoru. He has so much respect for this one victim that made it. Yeah. That it's almost obsessive. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense now. Like, now that's clicking. Kind of like a, you're something special, like in right. a really creepy kind of way. Right, right. Like, he almost doesn't want to kill him because... He's relatable in the fact that the kid is smart and cunning, too. Yeah. But with a totally different motive and for reasons he can't understand. Like, he doesn't know why Satoru was able to figure it all out. Yeah. Which makes him even more alluring. He's like, hmm. Yeah. Which just makes him creepier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you hate it? How he, like made Satoru give in the fact that he put muscle relaxer in the little girl's IV. Yep. I hate yep. it. That's yep. Ugh. Yep. Terrible. That just made me sad. What are some other comments? Mm, okay. Um. Oh my gosh. So Draken Lover said, I'm so disappointed in myself. I totally shipped Yashiro, the teacher, and Satoru's mom together. 
<laughs> that can't be true. That can't be true. No. no. Like, I can kind of see it. <laughs> no. If you think about it, there was a point when they both were fighting for the same thing. But yes, that's true. Saving Kaio. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like, I get it. And he was kind of a father figure to him. Right, I could right. totally see what people would be like, they should get married. I actually thought at the end he was about to say that he was his father. That's what I <gasps> thought he was going to say. Like, kind of like Empire Strikes Back. Oh my goodness. Would would that have worked? No, it wouldn't have. It would be super weird. But you I think just, so? Yeah, it would have been really weird at the show. I just kind of <laughs> thought... I thought he was about to pull that one, and uh, I was like, that would be really weird if he did. Oh, my goodness. Okay, the, this is the last comment from YouTube that I pulled. Uh, this was a theory. So, this is from someone called Kaiser TV. It says, here's my theory. Since Satoru changed the past and saved the lives of his childhood friends, it creates a butterfly effect. One of the effects was he was never going to meet Irie in this timeline. But cre- he created... Oh, in this timeline, he... Cre- wow, I need to go back because that I just lost total track of my brain power here. <clears throat> Backing up. Since Satoru changed the past and saved the lives of his childhood friends, it created a butterfly effect. One of the effects was he was never going to meet Irie in this timeline he created. But the revival thing, the blue butterfly said, Aw, dang it, you suffered enough, hero, and used its powers for the futures to be linked again. Except for she doesn't recognize him, though. Or does she? I don't think she does, but I maybe it's just me. I feel like a lot of people felt like it was implied that they would end up together anyway. Kind of like the end of Angel Beats. Yes, kind of like the end of Angel Beats. Which is really good. Now, I have mixed feelings on that because, let's be honest, Irie's a high school girl. And he's 29. Yeah, but the time when he was farther ahead the second time, wasn't he? No, it's the same. He's 29 in the end, both ways. So, now, I found out that in Japan, the age... This does not make this seem better. The age of legal consent for that stuff is 13. Gotcha. So technically it's legal there. Right. Depend- it changes in different regions, but um, it doesn't make me feel any better about the situation because sure. there's still like, let's say best case scenario, she's 18, he's 29. That's still 11 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. But, like, I just like to imagine that she's actually, like, in college. I keep forgetting he's 29. I know. They should have made him younger. That or made her older. Made her, yeah. like, a college student. Yeah. Like. Because they don't make him look that old. They don't. Do I look that old, Daniel? Okay, now you're putting me on the spot. Because we're... The- <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> just being honest. Although I'm starting to look my age, if we're being honest. Um, but <laughs> it's not that old, dude. I guess it's true. Um, and then there are going to be people listening like, yeah, it is. A bunch of oldies. <laughs> I don't know. Did What did you think of that ending when... I feel like we already talked about this. I kind of wondered but... about it. And it uh, they didn't make it clear whether or not they recognized each other, but it was definitely implied that that they were going to at least get along. Yeah. And he was happy to see her, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. I, I really liked it. I think it was a good tie it all together because the story focuses so much on Satoru saving people that when it backtracked what it ended with was that he didn't do it on his own, which was his whole point, was that yeah. a good superhero, quote-unquote, has friends around him that can help him in his time of need. Yeah. And so I th- that was kind of cool. I think I said this to you before we started recording, but I feel like this whole time he's been saving everyone, and in the end he finally gets back together with the person that saved him. Right. You know, like, yeah. in several ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's good stuff. Did you have any other thoughts or things you wanted to bring I up? I don't think so. Aside from the fact, and I mentioned this earlier, um, it's great that it's 12 episodes. Yes. I'm a fan of those shows. Not that I don't mind longer shows, but it allows you to essentially write a story with lots of time for twists and turns and changes where you're not cramming it all into an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But you've got these 12, 20 minute episodes that can be their own mini stories. Even have it like, I know some shows with 12 episodes were able to do even like 
and it's not great, but like side, almost fun filler episodes just to build on the oh, characters. Really? You know? Wow, with twelve episodes, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Think, I can't think of any off the top of my head because it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've watched those length of shows. But um, yeah, it's. But anyways, I like the shorter ones, not because I don't want to watch longer stuff. It it is nice you can get through it sooner. Yeah. But I I think twelve to twenty four is always a great length because it gives enough time to develop like a plot. And to give time for twists and turns and resolution Mm -hmm. well. Um, And you're not trying to, you know, go through. Like a lot of modern, just regular TV shows typically feel the need to go on for seasons and seasons as long as they're making money. Well, that's just it. Part of it is the fact that, like, a lot of this is based originally, not always, but most often based originally on manga that comes out in weekly magazines. Yeah. So it literally is just... Hey, the fans like this. Keep it going. Yeah. Like, that's literally what's happening. Yeah. And for some reason, this just was like, hey, it's going to be good with 12 episodes and only 12 episodes. And somehow they made that work. Yeah. Does it? Does the manga go past that? No. The manga ends... Well, no, mind you, the manga's different in the ending. Right. So I don't know how exactly the manga ends. Boy, now I got to go find out. I know. I really want to read it now. Yeah. But apparently it's all very similar yeah. But they twist something in the end. Something's different in the ending. Yeah. Um, but it's this, essentially the same content. Now, the cool thing about the manga, like I mentioned earlier, is the creator made a spin-off series. Huh. I really want to read it. Yeah. I really want to see what he does. Yeah. Like, I wish they had... I, I have not read it, but, like, how cool would it be if they had made that into an anime? And maybe they have, but I've not heard anything about it. Yeah. I kind of doubt they did. Yeah. But. I think the other good part about it too is like um, with this anime, a lot of popular animes end up being ones that are like very super supernatural in a lot of ways. Like huge huge time, big name popular animes. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like if you're thinking like mainstream, if you Google popular animes, it's almost always like My My Hero Academia or like Bleach or Sword Online or One Piece or – I, to think of that I guess so. I never really thought about that. Because um, you watch like a lot of not mainstream stuff, mostly, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm not sure why. But like, if but... you just look up, if you looked up like popular mainstream anime, especially stuff that people watch like in America, yeah. it's always like a lot of crazy, like supernatural, like superpower style, medieval fantasy style, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. futuristic style, whatever. The cool yeah. thing about Erased is like. There is the one and only supernatural element of him being able to go back in time. And he can't even really choose to do it. There's yeah. one instance where he, like, asks for it. And whatever power is given to him is given to him to go back. But I like the fact that it's still very, like, maybe it's this. Nothing is over-exaggerated. That's what I like yeah. about that. Anime has a tendency to over-exaggerate elements of certain things. And I think it's a stylistic choice. It is and a stylistic people, choice. People yeah. come to expect that. Like, yeah. it's anime. Right. This is a very, I mean, I say this with the caveat as it's anime, but like it feels very realistic. Right. Right. It's not so blown out of proportion that you feel disconnected from reality. Like it still feels like something that was happening in the quote unquote real world. Like Like, it wasn't a, oh, this is so bizarre. It feels like it could happen. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. Have any of y'all seen like magical butterflies that send you back in time? But (laughs) Yeah. It just does a good job of not over like overdoing it Mm -hmm. and so it feels more real when you're watching it and you get more invested that way because you're closer and everything like that and like elements of it are realistic in the sense of life and people and even just like the mechanics of the world around you is is the same you Mm -hmm. know and so it's not blown out of proportion or anything like that yeah um and actually this is a funny thing i really really like the fact that they do not explain anything about the revival at all i as much as i want to know i appreciate that they didn't as well yeah because i feel like it would have ruined it yep it would have ruined the we'll never know you know right and the fact that it's really typical for those shows you watch any (laughs) there's a some youtubers made fun of this but any fighting show and people have powers have you ever noticed they always explain what their power is and how it works before they fight 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. I have a sword that shoots fire every 3.5 seconds when I say this magic word. Unless you hit it right here and it'll break. You know, like, he'll explain <laughs> it all right before they fight. You know? That is a terrible <laughs> life choice. I know. Um, if you're ever in a fantasy battle, do not right. do that. <laughs> um, but it happens, and it's actually funny when you're watching, and you're like, they're just doing this so the audience knows. They're mm-hmm. not even being creative at that point. So I like the creativity behind saying, if we explain this, sure, something might make more sense, and maybe we're just filling plot holes by not explaining it. But I think it still ended up better being mysterious. Well, and... I don't think they really had to explain it. Right. They explained what they needed to. Yeah. And to be honest, Satoru doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know. And that's what makes and it so good. he's our point of reference for the entire story. Yeah. So, like, it it's kind of cool that they were so strict about, you know what? He doesn't know. This whole story revolves around his point of view. We're not going to know. Right. Know? Yeah, that's another thing. I did like how it mostly revolved around his point of view. I guess there was a couple moments we jumped back from his point of view. Yeah, but it was almost always from his, which yeah. added to, I think, the mystery of it because you were finding out when he was yeah. a lot of times. You yeah. Know? yeah, it was neat. Yeah. Oh, it's a good show. It is. You should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we could convince our spouses to watch it all the way through? I think so. Excellent. We'll try. Let me know how you do. <laughs> do we normally give like a family friendliness rating or whatever? I feel like we we, we don't did, do we a, did talk about we that. talked about it yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh goodness, now we have to rate this show. Yeah, oh, out of ten. No. I don't even remember my last rating I gave. I feel like I'll just jump in. I'll just give you time to think. Go ahead. Um, for me personally, I think Erased is so well done. Just because for one thing, I do not watch shows like this. That like. I do enjoy some like crime murder mystery stuff, but this this is out of my element. And the fact that a I, would you say it's thriller ish? Yeah. The fact that I watched a thriller. Spe- <laughs> Those of you that know me know I can't handle that stuff. You know that it was good if I was if I sat through it. Um. So I would have to say for me personally, Erased is a. I'm just gonna say what my gut's saying. A nine point five. I'm just gonna say it because it's that good. It's just now, maybe we need to make it a nine. <laughs> Only because it does bother me that the ending feels rushed and that there's some stuff that, like, just felt a little. I think it could have been tweaked. Yeah. Just, just slightly better. So maybe I'm going to revise to a nine. Yeah. But it deserves that nine. Yep. It's, it's good. Yep. So that's my personal rating. I would give it a nine as well. Whoa. Yeah. We've never given the same rating. I liked it that much. I really did. I think. It deserves I, it. <laughs> I agreed with you on all that. Yep. The the quick ending at the end. I mean, you still got closure of some sort. Mm-hmm. The quick ending. But the tie-in at the end, you need to watch the credits because the tie-in is really good at the end. Yeah, like it we is. mentioned. Um, yeah. And like I said, the story was good. I'm a fan of stories that actually deal with the harder elements in a good way, like show them for how awful they are and then deal with them in a good way. Like, yeah. Um, I just think it feels more real to the world around. If that makes sense. Well, yeah. People there's really deal of, with that stuff. Yeah. There's a sense of realism there. And so it's not a, Oh, I just want this in my show because it needs to be in a show, but it's a, this is a real issue and those real things happen. And like, even the way it had to be dealt with was more real. Like, yeah. in the sense of, like, it couldn't just stop overnight because of the the different issues that were going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, so I think it was just really, it was really good. Animation was great. Story was great. Like I said, the length was great. I just, honestly, a lot of it, I think, was done very well. And you could tell, maybe I'll put it this way. Shows that go for nine seasons sometimes are just fighting to find content. It felt like what yes. Erased did was it took this vast amount of content and was like, let's make the most of 12 episodes. Which is why we're saying there could have been a 13th episode just in wrapping everything up. Yes. Because there was so much good stuff from beginning to end. I think they, they could have gotten away with that, I think. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how we don't have those answers. Right. We just We're just like fix it no <laughs> i don't know it was so good though like i what do i know i'm no. yeah yeah 
Oh, man. It's my favorite so far. I think if I could, like, choose one show out of any show just to, like, hang on to and have, it'd be that one. Also because you can show it to people who are not anime fans, and I think they'd like it. That's true. Yeah. That has power there, I think, a little bit. I think this would be my, like, hard hitter, but the Castle of Cagliostro would be my lighthearted hitter. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, you need to laugh. Yeah. And this one's like, you need to cry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. I will probably go back and watch it again. So that's how I know it's good. I probably will, but I'm not sure I'm emotionally ready for that anytime soon. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess we better wrap this up. Yeah, let's do it. Guys, thanks for watching. <laughs> you're not watching, you're listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. To- but don't watch because you'll never come back to the audio. We'll just <laughs> yeah. tie that in from the beginning to end now. Can I just <laughs> mention that... Daniel definitely finished his grapefruit juice, and I only got, like, halfway through my water. Yep, I needed it. Oh, (laughs) there was a drop. (laughs) (laughs) It's been real, guys, but we got to go. You can find us on the internet, on Instagram and Facebook, at ATA with Danny and Ray. And same with our Gmail. If you want to send us an email and give us suggestions, it's ATA with Danny and Ray at gmail.com. If you're not sure how to spell any of that, check out the description of the podcast and it's all there. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. You got anything to add? I was going to say something really funny and I just didn't have anything. So nope. Peace out. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>